So let me ask you, do you move well, eat well, and sleep well? Do you feel that modern medicine is looking out for your best interest? Do you know how to take care of your body so you can stay pain-free and in the activities you love? Do you know what options you have? If not, that's a problem, and this podcast is the answer. I'm Trevor Folker, and welcome to the Green Bay Health Project Podcast. The Green Bay Health Project podcast is sponsored by Movement Performance and Rehabilitation, where we help the athletes and active adults move better, perform better, stay pain-free, and in the sports and activities that they love. We do this by focusing on their movements and optimizing their mobility and strength. We believe that your body is your greatest tool, and when you take care of it, you can move better, you feel better, and you thrive. So head to movement-rehab.com, that's mvmt-rehab.com, to learn how we can help you stay active and pain-free. Hey, what's going on, everyone? This is Trevor with the Green Bay Health Project Podcast, and today I am joined by Emily Jacobson of Green Bay Doulas. They are a full-service doula agency that provides um, all-encompassing care from the first pregnancy test through the fourth trimester. And I'm really looking forward to this conversation and getting to learn more about it. So, Emily, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to talk with me, first of all. Um, and then, you know, I just want to dive in. I want to learn more about your background, hear more about your background, where you started, and then how, I mean, Green Bay Duos has grown. I, I know it's grown a lot. So, definitely want to get into that and uh, just hear more about you. So, Let's just jump in. You tell me about yourself. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah. So I'm actually a Green Bay native, uh, raised here. I went to good old East High, uh, home of the nice. Red Devils. And so then uh, <laughs> when it came time for college, I actually went down to Edgewood in Madison um, and got a degree in theater. And huh. uh, well, yeah. you do with a theater degree. Not an actress, huh? <laughs> here I was, a 21-year-old. Freshly out of college with no plans of what to do with my life and uh, definitely wasn't expecting to come back to Green Bay. Um, but here we are. I've been back <laughs> almost eight years now. Um, but the big thing was I, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. Um, so I kind of put out to the universe three things. I wanted to be a forever learner. I wanted to be somebody who was seen as a pillar in my community. Um, and I wanted to have the affordability to raise my kids as I saw fit. I was raised by a single mom and I know how she struggled when I had sick days. She was never able to attend any of my field trips, mm. you know, so I saw the struggle she had. And so I wanted to, if I could have that perfect world, here it was. Um, and then um, a few a few years later, I kind of, uh, my sister-in-law asked me to be in the room with her when she gave birth to my niece. And uh, I didn't know what that meant. So on my way to work one day, um, I stopped at the Madison Birthing Center and said like, hey, is there a book I can read? Um, and they said, well, it's called a doula. And I was like, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that is. I, I think mm -hmm. that's everyone's first reaction is like, well, what's that? <laughs> um, and uh, this was also the time that DVRs had come out. So I'm mm. dating myself a little bit here. So my, <laughs> my husband, then boyfriend at the time, obviously we recorded everything. And there was a show called Pregnant in Heels with Rosie Pope on Bravo. And it was about this huh. uh, super bougie concierge to the <laughs> pregnant women of New York City. And I was like, oh, wow, like that would be a crazy job to have. And one of her clients she brought to a doula. 
And I was like, there's that word again. So I had to really just say like, okay, I hear you. Let's see what's yeah. happening here. And I attended my niece's birth on 11, 11, 11. Um, wow. And that was it. I was hooked. I was like, this is exactly what I want to do with my life. Um, being able to empower women through such a uh, memorable time in their lives um, it really is what got me into this. Um, I think a lot of people go into doula work for different reasons. I went into it with the aspect of I have the capability to help someone uh, and support them through something that not everyone has the capability to go through. And I'm even adopted. So like my mom mm. didn't even give birth to me. Mm. So um, it's kind of just a very interesting journey that led me on that way. And so I was a doula solo for uh, a few years. And I realized that this line of work is very limited to the income. Um, it's not a fully sustainable type of career for a, a woman to have. Um, it has a lot of stereotypes that come with it. And I definitely want to dive into that later mm -hmm. as well. Um, but my big thing was, what do I do with all these women that keep coming to me who want to become doulas and asking to get coffee with me and pick my brain? Um, why there has to be something better. And when we're trained as doulas, we're trained to serve women. We're not trained to run a business. And mm -hmm. so I kind of had to do two things in one, um, down in Madison, doulas are well known. They're well received. They're well liked. Up here in Green Bay, it's much more conservative climate. Mm -hmm. And again, mm -hmm. the stereotypes that have come before us of different doulas, um, not only did I have to create a business, but I also had to also create a demand. So double the work mm -hmm. um, and, and really help people understand what this support could do for them as women and families. Um, so I opened Green Bay Doulas in 2015. Uh, we just okay. will be six in June. So we nice. beat the statistics of women-owned base uh, businesses <laughs> failing in the first five years. Congrats. And we celebrated that during a <laughs> pandemic. Yeah, that's huge. <laughs> <laughs> um, while we were locked out of the hospitals, to say the least. So last year was a struggle for everyone, but especially for our line of work um, on so many different levels. I can't even imagine. Didn't even think of that. That's yeah. a whole different podcast of the inequities <laughs> of equity versus uh equality in birthing women and women birthing during a pandemic. It was mm -hmm. uh, heartbreaking. That is the only word I can say. Gut-wrenching. Um, I don't suggest it ever to happen mm -hmm. again. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but I think uh, when I opened Green Bay Doulas, it was an agency model. And it was the first agency ever created in Wisconsin with that line of thinking that like we were an agency of doulas, of independent contractors run by me that I work for higher contracts that we all have the same code of ethics and the standards of practice and everyone could mentor each other on top of me being able to mentor them. But we all work for the common goal and we come from different lines of uh, religions, uh, different political views, different, um, you know, just different arenas of parenting, different parenting styles. Everything's different about us. But the one goal we have is that we really, truly want to serve and support the families of our community. And so um, at the airing of this podcast, there's 18 doulas with Green Bay Doulas, okay. and we service uh, northeastern Wisconsin in the Valley. Um, we have some limited services in the Antigo-Shawana-Wasa area, but really wow. from Marinette to Sheboygan, Door County, over into the Valley, uh, wow. we are here for them. That uh, is awesome. So that's kind of the basis of where we 
started and where we've become. And, uh, and, and now we're really starting to really hone in and really gain those relationships that we've had to build over the years. It's not just something with hospitals and doctors and nurses that we come in with flowers and food, which we do anyway, but mm-hmm. um, you have to gain their trust by being with them and respecting them and saying, this is your house and we are welcomed visitors in your house. And we thank you um, for helping us work with your patient for better patient experience. Mm-hmm. And that's what it comes down to. And, and that kind of leads into all the different things that doulas can do. And I, I don't think people really realize the scope of what we do. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I love the fact that you threw it out to the universe to just kind of make it happen and figure things out. Erica and I, this year, that's kind of been our motto is, hey, we're just going to throw things out there and see what happens because you never know. And the lack of control, I mean, drives me nuts. But I mean, you just don't know where life's going to take you. And the fact that you had some things lining up that now led you here, I mean, six years, like you said, six years, 18 plus doulas, you're all over the place. I mean, that is awesome and inspiring. Um, I think the biggest question out there is, what is a doula? What do you guys do? That's the first question I want to clear the air about because I know there are quite a few, like you said, stereotypes. We'll definitely talk about those. Um, but what do you guys, what is, what is a doula? I'll let you take it from there because I know you're with them every step of the way, but I want you to expand on it. Yeah. Um, there are, I, I think in pictures, that's just how my brain works. So if we're talking to a dad, I'll ask them, are you a hunter? Are you a fisherman? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so we're your trail guides, we're your, we're the fishing charter that you hired. We are not there to make sure you have a certain outcome. They can't guarantee you're going to catch fish or (laughs) if you're hunting that you're going to get that, that, that shot that you're looking for, but we can guarantee that you feel empowered about your decisions. You know, your options. Um, we'll joke that we're your pregnancy Sherpas because you wouldn't <laughs> climb Mount Everest without a Sherpa, right? Um, yeah, so, <laughs> you know, I, I think of, I don't really feel like there, there is a generic, like we're there to provide emotional, physical, and informational support to you during your pregnancy, birth, and the year after you give birth. But I feel like that's okay. way too blah and vague. And so being able to come down to people's level to say, we're your golf caddy. We're your best friends for pregnancy, but without the opinion. Um, we're your mm. pregnancy concierges, you know. Um, mm-hmm. We know the resources and we know how to help you find them. Um, you know, we're your event planners. We are your, you know, vacation guides. You know, these are all people that are there to help you have an experience because we've been there. We know the lay of the land and we can help you with your options. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to a heart of it, that's what it is. But beyond that, there's also thing people call bereavement doulas, where we support people during miscarriage and babies born sleeping, or maybe a terminal uh, diagnosis where you need to prepare for what's going to happen when it's time to birth your baby. Um, there are full spectrum doulas out there who help support women with ectopic pregnancies or women who need to have termination of pregnancies. Like, women still need support. It doesn't matter. Birth is birth is birth to us, and whether you're having a unmedicated birth. Um, you want an epidural, you're planning a C-section, you're adopting, you have a surrogate. It doesn't matter. Having someone in your corner that has been there before knows the hospital policies, mm-hmm. knows the lay of the land, knows the options that are going to be given to you. You can pre-plan and be prepared for any forks that come in the road. 
And that's our job. How can we best prepare you for these events that are going to happen so that you're thriving during this time and not just surviving? And that we create that safe place for you where we're on call for our clients 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You could be nine weeks pregnant. If you need me at 2 a.m., you call and I'm there for you. Um, You know, and you don't get that with providers. It's, It's run by an insurance system that says you get 10 to 15 minutes to ask your questions. Mm-hmm. And then here we get our clients that message us after and they're like, well, they said X, Y, and Z, but I didn't have enough time to ask them what that meant. Can you help? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And from that conversation, here's X, Y, and Z now of your options. We're never going to tell you what to do. We're going to support you a million percent of whatever your choice is, but we want to empower you to know your options. So that's awesome. That's a doula. Like, that's, that's awesome. I. Shoot, whenever we have kids, I want you there for me. <laughs> I'm not comfortable. I'm like, I freak out. Erica's the calm one. But um, I mean, insurance, you gotta, oh, gotta love to hate it, huh? It's right? And they don't cover it, us. Even though we yeah. save them millions of dollars because we don't provide anything medical, um, we don't get a billing code. And because we don't have a billing code, we can't bill insurance. So mm. people can use their HSA or their flex spending accounts. or make payment plans or do gift cards like there's ways to be creative but it is private pay and then what happens to the entire demographic of families who may be on state insurance who could use the support that don't have access to it because it's not covered by state insurance Mm -hmm. that that makes me mad i we could have yep we could go we could spiral from here we really could but i'm gonna do my best to not do that it's that yeah works me up anyways (laughs) that's cool um can you walk us through like the full like process of what you guys do start to finish like somebody's pregnant they obviously reach out to you um i mean like like you say from the first test you're there through how long afterwards i'd be really curious to hear that entire process yeah for for you know all doulas work differently that's mm-hmm. kind of the hard part. We are completely unregulated. We don't have like an association of doulas. Mm-hmm. I'm working on it. I have my own nonprofit called the Wisconsin Doulas Association, but we that's have awesome. a pandemic that's really blocking us from anything we're trying to do right now. So that's mm. back burner and a whole different <laughs> topic. Um, but from our perspective of Green Bay doulas, um, some people call us before they're even expecting. And okay. they just want to talk through some different things. Like my insurance will cover this hospital. Do you have any recommendations for a doctor or midwife? Um, do you, who's, who's a home birth midwife? Uh, do you have their information that maybe I could talk to them about? Um, we support all birth, whether it's in the home, at a birthing center or a hospital, that's our goal. Um, but when someone calls us, I do a general intake with them. I wanna get to know how can we support them best? What are their goals with this birth? How can we really help support them? Um, and then based on that, I match them with two doulas. So I get to play kind of matchmaker. Um, then, uh, they kind of do a initial meet and greet or an interview, as you would say, I like it more of a meet and greet. It's just a, you know, let's get to know each other more. Mm -hmm. Um, once a contract is signed, uh, the support begins. So Mm -hmm. we start like a group text and, and depending on people's communication styles, Maybe we'll put them on Marco Polo and we get more of that face-to-face interaction with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a very intimate time and we don't really get to see our clients in person all that much. So 
It's very much a uh, very text-based, technology-based. What do you need from us? Pull the information out of us because if we tried to give you the level of information we hold in our heads, you would probably <laughs> implode, right? Yeah. So we tell you what you want to know and help navigate that. Everyone's different in what that support looks like for them. Some might want help with a baby registry. What is target marketing telling me and what do I actually need? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how do I decipher all the wives tales that I'm hearing or everyone's birth stories that they're telling me? Um, we're really there to be just that support for you. So that yeah. early support is very much uh, normal. Is this normal is probably the, the question we get the most. So we get a text that says, I'm experiencing this. Is that normal? <laughs> and in the world of doulas, we work in that realm of normal. So we can't diagnose anything and we can't do anything medical, but we can say, hey, you know, you're, you're starting to feel some pulls on the side of your body where your uterus is growing. That may be uh, your psoas muscles um, and, and the round ligament pain. Super normal. Um, but here's some options for you. There's acupuncture. There's chiropractic care. Um, there's belly bands. Um, there's PT. What? Um, <laughs> specific pelvic floor PT. Um, mm-hmm. There are different options for you. Would you like us to give you some recommendations? Um, and so we go from that that aspect of it. Um, as people work through their second trimester, sometimes they don't hire us till they're thirty eight and a half weeks pregnant. Some wow. hire us really early. The earlier you hire us, we get to know you better. Right. So if I knew your ideal birth was this, and then you switch it on the last minute at me. I'm going to wonder, are you making that decision based on facts and scientific research, or are you making that based on fear of what Mm -hmm. your doctor said or your friend told you happened to her last week and her birth? Mm -hmm. So we really want to get to know our families. Um, I would say most people hire us at the beginning of second trimester just because the risk of miscarriage is lower, but that doesn't negate the fact that we're here to support our families. So we have had clients who have signed on with us to be their labor doulas, and then they do experience a loss. And we're with them. We walk mm-hmm. them through it. We help support them. So for us, you know, we're going to be there to support our families. Some people are looking for, help me find the right doctor, help me find the right pediatrician. What's the difference between a family practice doctor and a pediatrician or an OBGYN, family practice, CNM, home birth midwife? Like, how do you have time to research all that? Right. You send me a text and I'll just like spit it mm-hmm. off for you in two seconds. Yeah, you know, um, and then as we get more into it, you know, have you hired that birth photographer? Have you gotten your car seat yet? Have you had a baby shower? Um, you know, what does this look like for you as you're progressing? And then let's prepare for birth. Yes, this is a big event, and we're leading up to birth. But then once you give birth, now you have a baby. So let's also prepare for what's going to happen once you bring this baby home. How are you planning on feeding your baby? Where will the baby sleep? Um, who's going to be in the home? Are you having guests? Are you not having guests? Um, how do you politely tell them you don't want them there? (laughs) (laughs) You know, we really want to set you up for success and we have clients. It just kind of, um, you know, when we, we support them and we have kind of a a dress rehearsal, I have a theater background, let's call it what it is very much like a dress rehearsal around 34, 35 weeks where we come to you because I don't like to find your house at two o'clock in the morning. Because uh, I might be knocking on the neighbor's door in accident, so <laughs> we like to come to your house and get comfortable with your house. Know if you're planning on laboring at home, we'll labor with you at home for as long as you're comfortable. Some people want us to show up at eight centimeters at the hospital. Well, I can't guarantee you're eight centimeters, but I can guarantee you're in labor. 
Um, other people <laughs> want to make sure, or just especially for people like um, dads, you know, uh, for me to say to you, like, Trevor, it's not time to go yet. That gives you that peace of mind because you've had the car yeah. for an hour already. Yeah, I was, this is what I've been thinking this when you've been talking. I'm like, okay, you know, you see the videos or the TV shows, whatever, where they're freaking out. That will be me. And I'm, <laughs> I'm, that's got to be normal. <laughs> it's, it, you know, it does, right? Dads I'd fall into out. three categories. Dads are either the fan the teammate or the coach. And then depending mm -hmm. on that, it's birth it, it is an experience for you. You're an expert in your partner and we're experts in birth. And so when we team mm -hmm. up, it's kind of like Captain Planet, I think. Like rings are in, <laughs> let's go. Um, and so being able just to be that, that calmness, to be like, Trevor, I know that you just got off of work and you've worked an entire day and your wife is in early labor right now. You need to go sleep. And you're like, I, I can't do that. But I'm mm -hmm. like, but I'm here with her. So it's okay, go sleep. And so you don't have that guilt of like, I'm leaving her alone to labor in her living yeah. room. You know, um, we're right. there to support the family as a unit. Then when you go into labor, we're on call for you. We, we work in teams of two so we can have some semblance of life. Um, we still do have our own children and our own families. Um, right. So we, we try to be as responsive as we can, obviously. Um, but when we leave our families, we don't know if we're gonna be home in two hours or two days. And, and that kind of work really will burn out a doula. And, and that yeah. is why we have to charge our worth. Um, and I think that's part of it is that um, people just assume you call, but there's nothing leading up to it. When it's been months of phone calls, mm -hmm. researching for you, emails, text messages, all of these things, supporting our clients this whole way up. And now here's the, the show. And we're going to run a marathon that you've never trained for. Mm, that's a great way of putting it. Yes. You know, and some people are going to walk this marathon. Some people are going to sprint it. Some people are going to run at a really nice pace and follow that <laughs> perfect birthing curve. But I would say 90% don't. And yeah. um, things come up. People have gestational diabetes. You can be the healthiest person in the world and still have gestational. Um, you might have group B strep where you would need antibiotics before you deliver. Um, you might have, uh, you may have come down with a uh, preeclampsia and all of a sudden your blood pressure is telling you that you need to have this baby for the safety of mom and baby. How do you navigate these dynamics when you have these quick turns? And for us as doulas, we're going to, another picture, we're going to be the, we're the eye of the storm. We are the eye. We remain calm, cool, and collected. And we're just here to say like, okay, guys, here's the new hand we've been dealt. These are our options. What do you guys want to do? What do you want to mm -hmm. talk more about? We use an acronym called BRAIN. What is the benefit of it? What is our risk? Uh, what are our alternatives? What is our intuition telling us or our gut? And what if we said no or didn't do anything right now? So it doesn't mean like, no, I'm not going to let you break my water at 7 o'clock in the morning. It means why don't you come back at noon, check me again, and then maybe I'll be more open to having you break my water. So I didn't say no, just maybe not now. What would be next? Mm -hmm. By going through that whole uh, acronym, it really helps you be able to have uh, a voice and ha or be able to open up the discussion to your provider on what's going to be the best route for mom and baby and partner in all of this um, for that healthy outcome. Doctors and midwives and family practice doctors who are doctors as well, their goal is a healthy mom and a healthy baby. A doula's role in that is a happy mom, healthy bond. So how can we help facilitate everything that's going to happen in this storm and during this marathon that maybe 
we weren't prepared for. Um, but because we have the proper training, because we've probably seen it before, we can use our resources. And, and as well as the doulas in Green Bay doulas, I can send out a message to my group and say, hey, here's what I'm experiencing, but I've been awake now for 24 hours. I'm not thinking clearly. Um, and I've already exhausted X, Y, and Z. What do you guys have for me? And now I have 17 new fresh eyes helping me navigate different positions. Have you thought about this? Brainstorming this. And so as a doula, my job isn't to know everything, but you're hiring me to find the answers for you. Um, and, and for us, I don't feel like we have to be perfect because doula, no one's perfect, but mm -hmm. it's about being present and being willing, willing to listen and also have a set of muscles that can do hip squeezes for eight hours uh, without a break. And, and I've had uh, professional athletes tell me their arms hurt. Um, and I'm like, you get paid how much to work out? And it's right. a different set of muscles that we have, I guess. Um, yeah. but sometimes partners, you know, maybe your wife needs the emotional support from you, but she needs the physical support from me. Maybe mm -hmm. if she looks at you in the eyes for five more seconds, She's going to lose her head. So she needs me as the emotional support right. and me as the physical. So like, how can you possibly do both things at once? And who's supporting you, Trevor, through this? You know, mm -hmm. um, dads love us. Partners love us because the pressure's off, my friend. Mm -hmm. Like, we're that's your- what I've been thinking. <laughs> let's be your wingman. Let's, you know, yeah. and, and again, in the beginning, it's the wife messaging us or the partner, girlfriend, fiance saying, is this normal about what's happening with my body? When we're in labor, the dads are the one and the partners are the one looking at us going, is that normal? Yes, it's mm. normal to puke during birth. Yes, it's mm -hmm. normal to have all this fluid. Yes, that's normal that she's acting this way and there's wow. nothing you can do to stop it. So sit on your hands and it's so hard. And, and I say to dads all the time, this is not like the movies. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be like this. It's rather boring sometimes. And dads are doers. So how do we get you to do something without trying to fix her because you can't fix this. Um, and so having someone there to support you to be like, here's how to support her. Here's how to navigate this. Come on over here. Let's try this. Um, you know, a lot of the times I have dad on one side of the bed and I'm on the other and he's got his hands pressed up against the hip and I do too. And we're doing hip squeezes together because they don't want us standing on beds and being mm -hmm. crazy in a hospital. <laughs> we get <laughs> that really weird by the nurses. <laughs> um, so we're really there in that moment. So now the baby's been born and we're going to stay with you until everything's cool, calm and collected. Sometimes that means going and grabbing you food from Blackstone or Perkins or whatever's open at two o'clock in the morning <laughs> because you deserve it. You just ran a marathon. I will feed you mm -hmm. whatever you want. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> Secondarily, sometimes that means things don't go always so perfect. And now maybe baby got whisked off to the NICU. And you need that support because all of a sudden you want to message your family that you've just had a baby, but then you want to tell them they went to NICU, but you have no answers. You don't know what your baby weighs. Your family wants stats and mm -hmm. that's not there. So being able to have somebody like in your ear to be like, Trevor, don't send that message. Don't send it yet. They don't know the baby's been born. Let's not give them unnecessary worry. Mm -hmm. Let's stay in this moment. And here's what's happening. They're going to take the baby and do X, Y, Z. They're going to come back with an update. And when, it's, when you're ready, you're going to go down there first to see baby. And then when mom's ready, whether she had an epidural or C-section or unmedicated birth, but once she's stable enough to get in a wheelchair or walk down there, she will join you. I'm not leaving until that happens. I want to make sure because if you go to NICU, 
Now she's left by herself sitting in that right. room. Not okay. I'm not leaving. Mm-hmm. We're here to support you as a family unit. Um, and then, you know, we're in contact. When are you coming home? Um, when it is time for us to leave? When are you coming home? How can we support you? We like to do a postpartum visit um, within that first week of you being home. Because if anything's going to hit the fan, it's going to be within the first week, <laughs> right? Whether it's feeding okay. your baby, breastfeeding, chest feeding, bottle feeding, formula feeding, whatever, um, blood clots, what is normal bleeding, sleep deprivation, uh, a new baby that you're like, what is this alien? <laughs> this is ours. What do we do with it? Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, so how do we help you become those confident parents that you, that you, you think you're supposed to be because society mm-hmm. has deemed that this is what we do. We just suck it up and we buck up and we just go through the motions and you know oh it's okay sleep when the baby sleeps no i want to sleep like my husband i don't want to sleep like my baby like Mm -hmm. that's where the good sleep comes um you know so being able to have that safe space we've built this relationship with you for how long now and so when that nurse calls from the hospital who you've never talked to and you don't know and they call you and they're like, hi, I'm just checking in to see how everything's going. You'll lie through your teeth to get off that phone. Or you may not even mm-hmm. answer it because you don't know that number. Right? Mm-hmm. But if right. your doulas are sitting on the couch with you and you're shirtless, crying, trying to feed this baby. And we say, how are things going? <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. we have created that safe space where you can say it's not going. And here's what we mm-hmm. need help with. And we can identify these things well before that six-week visit with the doctor. Now, ACOG has gotten a little better and doctors are starting to do like a three week visit, a two or three week postpartum visit. But when you come home from the hospital, you already have baby appointments. 24 hours later, you're at a doctor baby appointment. If the weight's not well, you're coming back 24 hours. Like everything is so broken up. You don't have this time to truly bond with your baby. Where if other cultures in the world, they do 40 days and 40 nights. You don't leave your bed. You don't leave your house. For 40 days and for 40 nights, your family and your friends are surrounding you, cooking your meals, taking care of the children, cleaning your house. So your only job is to bond with your baby. That's not realistic Mm -hmm. for American standards. We don't get paid maternity leave or parental leave. Um, So you have to think about how you're affording to not be working. So no stress Mm -hmm. at all, right? (laughs) Right. You're sleep deprived (laughs) because you just had a brand new baby. You have all these appointments to go to. Everyone's hounding to come see the baby, but are they really coming to like help you? Will they empty your dishwasher for you? Will they run errands for you? Will they bring a meal with them? Or are they coming just to hold the baby and now you feel like you're hosting? You shouldn't be hosting mm-hmm. after you had a baby. If you want right. a glass of water, get it yourself. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to take a nap. If you're going to hold my <laughs> baby, I'm taking a nap or a shower. You know, and just understanding those new dynamics. But that those cultures of your friends and your family how many people in green bay are transient how many people are not from here don't have family Mm -hmm. here don't have the opportunity especially during a pandemic to say hey i'm losing my mind can you come hold my baby or can you help me bring me to this appointment if you have a c-section you can't drive or put your baby in the car seat because now you're overlifting restrictions well if dad only got a week off how are you getting to your appointments and grandparents aren't retiring at the age that yours and our, my grandparents were able mm-hmm. to. So now we're looking at daycare. And what does that look like? There's a shortage of daycare workers. It's very expensive. Um, yeah. Welcome to the craziness. But there's one thing that, that you can count on, and it's your doulas. 
Like, let us help you navigate it mm-hmm. the entire time. And I always kind of joke with families when I'm there, like the baby's super fussy. And I'm like, okay, I'm just fair warning you when I, when I hold your baby, let me wash my hands first, but I'm going to take your baby and your baby's going to stop crying. And they're like, what? And I'm like, caveat, this doesn't work for my own family. I tried to train my husband and it didn't work. Um, you know, so just know that like, this is my jam. This is where I'm at. And I hold this baby. I'm like, oh, this within 10 minutes of just getting to know this baby. I'm like, this baby really likes butt pats. And they're like, really? I'm like, yeah, check it out. Or this baby really likes to be held this way, not this way. They like to be swaddled with their arms out, not their arms in. But because I'm on the outside of what you're deep in, Mm-hmm. I can see those things from outside and I have no problem sitting there troubleshooting. If I told you to troubleshoot after you've run a marathon and you're sleep deprived, you'd be like, why? I just, mm-hmm. I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> but we're the outside support for all of that. Yeah. So that's kind of a link. And that's the whole first year. So a lot of families will taper off naturally after a few weeks, few days, few weeks, few months. Other people, all of a sudden, five weeks come around and babies go through a huge developmental shift and they're like, who is this baby alien? I need some Hmm. sleep. Um, You know, and then they're looking at postpartum care and postpartum doulas. You buy a package of hours and you use those hours as needed, whether it's daytime, whether it's overnight care. Nice. Um, You know, we're helping the families, whatever you need. Some people are very strict and they're like three days a week with two nights a week for the first five months. Okay, great. Other families are like, I just really need help getting through maternity leave. And, and maybe if dad's taking parental leave, helping him get through that paternity leave mm, as well. Yeah. Um, some families are as needed. I just need to catch up on sleep once in a while. I'll give you a call. And if you're available, that would be great if you could come help us out for a couple hours. Everyone's different. Um, some people will ask, what's the difference between like a night nurse or a nanny and a postpartum doula? Mm-hmm. And the main difference is we provide education. We want to work ourselves out of a job. Mm-hmm. We want you to grow in your confidence as a parent that you don't necessarily need us as much or just stopping to think like, what would Emily tell me right now in this moment is just mm-hmm. enough versus a nanny who comes in and she's like, these are my tasks. This is what I do. Have a great day. My shift is over. Bye. You mm-hmm. know, our job is to take care of the family as a unit. So I want to make sure that mom's getting sleep, dad's getting sleep, baby's getting sleep. And if they're not, why are they not? And troubleshoot that. Is it colic? Mm-hmm. Colic is an umbrella term for we don't know why your baby's crying. So why okay. is your baby crying? Do we need to look into acupuncture, chiropractor? Well, not acupuncture for a baby, but chiropractic <laughs> therapy, cranial sacral therapy. Um, you know, do we need to get them assessed for a tongue tie, lip tie issue? What is their palate doing? The palate inside their mouth. Is that preventing them from getting good sleep because they can't breathe Hmm. properly? And that's why they're not taking that bottle as well. And that's why they feel so gassy and they're not latching. Like we want to get to the heart of it. We can't diagnose everything, but we can Mm -hmm. make sure we give you the resources of people who can diagnose it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then if we have a mom who's experiencing baby blues, baby blues are normal. But what is the line of postpartum anxiety and depression and hopefully never getting to the point of psychosis? And how do we navigate it? And then being a safe place to say for Trevor to you to call us and say, my wife's not doing okay. And I don't know how to support her. Who do you call? Mm -hmm. Like you can't talk to your best friend about that. You can't call your mom because now she's going to worry. Exactly. What do you do? (laughs) 
you call your doula. Right. So, so sometimes it's like that. And then, and then when that first birthday rolls around, okay, like we have prepared you and, and maybe it, now it's just a text message showing us like the first steps and mm-hmm. being like, wow, look at our doula babies and look how big they've gotten. And we've got yeah. to watch them grow on social media or you send us updates. I have a, uh, photos all over my walls of of cards from our clients and pictures and we love staying updated with our families because there's one family i've been with i've been with them for all three of their children wow think of the journey and the family Mm -hmm. i had one family i was with the sister and both her sister-in-laws and they all birthed in the same year i thought i should be on the christmas card yeah Um, wow (laughs) honestly you know so so that's what we do at the heart of this is that we're there to help families really move into these new roles and identities but like mm-hmm. thrive during it and know that they mm-hmm. don't have to succumb to like the american ideal of like suffering as a new parent yeah and that you sold me i there's <laughs> we're doing this like when the time comes we're we're giving you a call i just i think the support from start all the way through that's invaluable mm-hmm. i mean that is 100% invaluable and the relationships that you develop with these people, like, I, it doesn't make sense to me why. I mean, everybody's situation is different, but in my mind, just hearing you talk, why wouldn't people start right away? You develop that relationship, you, you get to know everybody, and it's, I just, it's invaluable. I think that is invaluable for people to have someone like you by their side during this entire thing when, if you're a first-time parent, you have no idea what's going on. Yeah. There, Bert, thinking of having a kid terrifies me and I can't imagine what moms go through. And then like some of my biggest fears are around that time. And like you said, I can't, I wouldn't be able to call my parents or anybody to talk with them because like you said, again, then they worry. And for, for me personally, like I I don't, I wouldn't talk with Erica because I don't want to stress her out even more because she's going through plenty. And I, I think that is invaluable for somebody that has experienced that and to just be by your side. It's invaluable. Like I said, you sold me. I am, I am all about this. So then the question remains, why does only 1% of Northeastern Wisconsin have doula support? So I kind of joke, like you want to be a one percenter, here's your chance. Um, (laughs) But like nationally, it's only 5%. So why? And the main reason is the whole point we're doing this. Before you and I started this podcast, you didn't know what I was. Yeah. So who let you down? Who didn't tell you this was an option? Why Mm -hmm. didn't the hospital system in your, you know, that first meeting you have with the nurse where they give you all this information about all the things to expect during your pregnancy, why don't they tell you about a doula? Right. Doesn't mean my business. It just means like, did you know it was an option? Mm -hmm. And there are some people who think, nope, we want to do this in privacy, not interested. That's totally okay. But some people want that support during pregnancy. And we offer that. If you don't want us to be at your birth, we don't care. That's fine. It's your choice. It's an option to have Mm -hmm. us there. But also, we can just prepare you and support you leading up to and be like, okay, great. Text us with any questions you have. We're just not coming to the birth. Yeah. It's an option. And and that, yeah. And that is invaluable in my mind as well. Like, yeah. 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 And so. (laughs) And, and so like that comes down to it. It's education. People don't know it's an option. Mm-hmm. 
Also, the media portrays doulas in very weird stereotypes. Okay. Most people expect me to have dreadlocks and smell of patchouli and bring my crystals <laughs> and my raw chicken and, <laughs> and tell you that we're only going to eat vegan for the next, you're going to go on this pregnancy diet and here's all the herbs and everything, mm. right? And that we're mm. only going to support you if you're gung-ho on a certain type of birth, that we're only mm. going to support those who are birthing out of the hospital system, that um, we own, that we have certain ideals that like, you know, if you're planning on not breastfeeding your baby, we're not supporting you. Like, that's not what a doula is. There are doulas out there, sadly, that think that way. But mm. for us, our goal, it, birth is birth is birth. We don't care how you want to do it. Our goal is that you feel empowered during it. And, mm. and that however you want to raise your baby, again, we don't care. We want you to be safe about it, obviously. But beyond that, we want to help you come into your own style. I pick from all different things. And I kind of joke, like, what do you like that Aunt Susie did, but you hated Aunt Jane did? Right. Or what can you take from your upbringing and how do you want to be better uh, mm -hmm. as far as a parent goes? Um, and, and to your thing before saying, you know, for especially for first time parents, but what if you're a third time parent who is induced with the first two and now you're not looking at an induction? Mm. You've never been in labor before without True. being augmented in a hospital. You don't know what that looks like. What if your first baby was a cesarean? What does it look like to go into labor? Mm -hmm. You don't know. What does it look like if you've only ever gone into labor and now you're looking at an induction? What does it look like? You don't know. So we've had families, I've supported two women. It was their seventh baby. Wow. And they didn't have doulas with any of them. But this one, they were like, I'm going to finally do this. <laughs> I'm going to do this support. <laughs> and it, they said they regret not ever having a doula before. They said, I would have done I it. I would have known. And I think mm -hmm. a lot of people, again, just think we're here just for the birthing aspect of it. Mm -hmm. um, but we're not. We're here for the journey of parenthood right. and what that looks like. Um, and so it's and about awesome. education. And I feel like, right. like I said to you in the beginning, I had to create a demand and a business. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and the demand is always uphill because there are doctors and nurses and women who have seen the stereotypical bad doula, ones that mm -hmm. don't work within scope, that get in doctors' faces, that make enemies with nurses. Um, that doesn't do anything for, for our profession. Right. You know, there's and always. So, yeah. There's, there's always, always bad apples, right? Yeah, always. But it seems like they're always louder. <laughs> yeah, it, it does. And that's, that's the unfortunate part is people remember the bad experience almost more than they believe a story about a good experience, I guess. Right. If they've had a bad experience, it's hard for them to hear of mm -hmm. a success story or a good story because they had such a bad one. And that's so unfortunate. And the thing people would say, too, is they're like, oh, but my sister's going to be my doula or my mom's going to be my doula. They're not your doula. They're your birth okay. support. They're your labor mm -hmm. support. But okay. they're emotionally invested in you. Mm -hmm. So they don't have clear judgment when it comes to providing you with the options that you need. Yeah. You know, and so as much as I love it, I, and I love that families can be there, um, not right now during a pandemic, but mm -hmm. right now it's one partner and then a doula. So it's only okay. two people. Um, but there's something about having that outside voice, the outside view the overarching view 
to be able to support you. And as much as we get to know you guys and you become our family, we're not emotionally invested in you in this time. Like we know we have mm-hmm. to separate the boundary after let's be Facebook friends. Let's go out to lunch. <laughs> let's have bonfires with our kids, but I'm not going to do that beforehand. Like I have, I yeah. need to keep those boundaries so that you know that I'm here for you in that professional aspect, but mm-hmm. it feels so much like a best friend. And I am mm-hmm. like, we really, I become really close with a lot of my clients other clients it's like thank you so much it's been great bye um Mm -hmm. you know and everyone's different in what their journey looks like in that support um but that's the goal is that like whatever your journey is we're here for it and it looks different for everybody that's awesome that's awesome i mean you've educated me this (laughs) this has been eye-opening um i do have a question though what so what's the difference between a doula and a midwife? Good question. So a midwife is a medical provider. They're in charge of the health and safety of you and your baby. We do nothing medical. Okay. So just like if you were playing a golf game, like I'm just the caddy. Like I am not Mm -hmm. in charge of running the pro shop. I am not in charge of any of that. Mm -hmm. Our job, we will joke in our sense of like, we work from the waist up. Okay. (laughs) And you know, I'm not, we don't do anything medical whatsoever. And so Mm -hmm. we're going only off of how you're acting and your appearance Mm -hmm. and how can we access the information for you. So it is much more of like a concierge role in that sense of Mm -hmm. like we we have this outside view of what's happening. um, But a midwife and a doctor are on the same level as far as they are Mm -hmm. in charge of the baby's well-being and your and the mother's well-being. Um, For us, it's the informational and emotional and, and physical aspect of it, but nothing medical. Okay. Yeah, I think that's good because I I think there's some there might be some confusion between Absolutely. those two. Yeah, do you there's do you get that a lot? Oh yeah, yeah, a lot. Yeah, we're like yeah, I or some people will call me and say like I'm really looking into uh, doing a birth at home, um, but I don't want a midwife or a doctor. I just want a doula, and I'm like, well, we can't be there. Like an unassisted okay. birth is just that unassisted. Yeah. We could okay. go to jail for practicing medicine without a license for just being there if something went mm-hmm. wrong. So there are different things that we have to do. And, you know, what would be the difference between somebody going into labor and then like the labor goes so fast, we're not going to make it to the hospital. Um, Mm -hmm. And a doula was there because we were just laboring at home. Like we were planning on going to the hospital. Um, The difference is me calling 911 and asking for help versus an unassisted birth being like, nope, we're cool, calm and collected. Go ahead and have your baby. Um, That's not for everybody. For some people it is. Um, but mm-hmm. as far as doulas go, it's outside our scope of practice to be able to attend mm-hmm. those types of births. Um, but yeah, we are not in charge of anything medical. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm glad we cleared that up because, I, again, I think a lot of people mm-hmm. confuse the two. Yeah. Or and, and some might call scopes. us like, some might say to us like professional birth coaches. Mm. So if you take it from that okay. aspect, yeah, we're a coach. Like we're a coach mm-hmm. the whole thing. Um, yeah. You know, versus you don't call a midwife a coach. You would call her a medical professional. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I mean, is there anything else that you want us to know? I, you've answered all of my questions. I mean, I perfect everything I had. What are there well, like, stereotypes you, out there you want to clear out, or you know I what? Think, I think we're good on all of that. I mean, our clients. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we're all encompassing. So. You're going to get a childbirth education class. You're going to get a lactation class with us. Hospitals aren't really doing it anymore. They're online, which our class is Mm -hmm. online too. But I think the difference between hospital classes and and our childbirth education class is that they're teaching you how to be a patient. 
and giving you mm. some tools about what to expect when you birth your baby here. And we're telling you these are all the interventions that could be done. And I want you to come out of the childbirth education class feeling positive or neutral to everything. Mm-hmm. When I say okay. Pitocin, I don't want you to say never. <laughs> you know, because there are reasons that Pitocin is fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. If it's between you having a C-section or getting some Pitocin, we're going to talk about that acronym. What are the benefits, risks, alternatives, like all mm-hmm. of that. I like that. Come to that decision yeah. together of like what's going to be the best for you. Whenever you choose, that's great. But know that Pitocin could save you from the C-section. It's worth looking further into, you know. Okay. Um, yeah. But I know you had your, your questions for me. Oh, yeah, I definitely do. And I know you've got a busy schedule. So if I just wanted to make sure you had everything yeah. out that needed to be talked about. I think this was very informative. Um, very. So, yeah, I mean, if, we, if you're done, we are uh, not done, but <laughs> if you got nothing else, we can dive into those. So first and foremost, what is a good health related book that you've really found helpful or that other people might find helpful? Yeah. I mean, since I'm talking in the birth world here. Mm-hmm. I would say my number one requested book that everyone should read is The Birth Partner by Penny okay. Simkin. Um, it truly is like a doula in a book. And so even if you aren't planning on having a doula at your birth, um, it goes through the positions. And so you can be that dad literally just like flipping through your book, being like, ah, I got to find this <laughs> position. Um, you know, but it gives you a really good idea of what to expect um, that's unbiased. And so... Um, Penny Simkin, The Birth Partner, that would be my suggested book to read. Okay. We'll be sure. I usually check these things out, so this is good. Um, Favorite health-related activity to do in uh, the Green Bay area? Yeah, you will find me. uh, The area that I live in, I can jump on uh, Baird Creek Trail or the East River Trail very quickly. Nice. So you will Mm -hmm. always find me on trails somewhere in my area. Okay. So anywhere uh, being outside hiking, specifically walking along Baird's Creek, you'll find me in Baird's Creek. It's awesome. vast though, so you might not find me. It's pretty big. You don't know what area. Yeah. That's, you know, I would say that is the most common answer we've gotten is really? trails, hiking. But if you think about it, what we're, we're in bad weather for so long. You can't be outside. People, we get to be outside maybe for three months if we're lucky. I yeah. mean, that is, that's, one of, that's our favorite thing to do. We have two dogs, and I, there's nothing better than getting out in nature and walking around. There's yeah. really not. Before mosquito season hits, at least. Oh, yeah. You got it. Definitely before. <laughs> for sure. I hate those little things. <laughs> um, and then lastly, what is uh, one piece of advice that you would give um, to someone looking to change their lifestyle, live a healthier life? I mean, essentially giving them um, part of their life back. Yeah. Um, Make a, I'm really make interested a in hearing like, this. Yeah. Reach out to people. Instead mm-hmm. of making a post on Facebook looking for recommendations in like mom groups or on your own Facebook page, look up the website and just call them. There are so many people that don't hire doulas because they didn't just call us. They expected us to be $50,000. They'd never afford it, but they never called to even see what it would mm-hmm. cost for them. You know, um, I'm no more than a car payment a month. Yeah. Like, just reach out reach out. Like there's no, I feel like we've lost that connection. And when yes, I'm dealing, 100%. when I'm dealing with the type of work that I do, I want a phone call. Like I want mm-hmm. to hear your voice. I want to see your face. Um, mm-hmm. This is not just like, Hey, can I pick up some lipstick? Like this is a huge decision <laughs> and an investment yeah. in you and your family. And I think that's the one thing we, we look at. We just look at reviews now 
but we mm-hmm. never make the call. So that right. would be my suggestion. Make the extra step. If you're looking at doing a weight loss type of thing, don't just go to the website and just look at the reviews or look on Facebook. Go into the go in there. Talk mm-hmm. to them. Ask mm-hmm. what their opinions would be. Get to know them first versus just like signing up on a whim, you know? Mm-hmm. Learn your I app. love that. Yep. Communication is a lost art that we need to get back to. We have to be able to have conversations with people. I, yeah, absolutely. We have to. Um, awesome. Where can people go to reach out to you? Website, social pages, um, email, phone number. What you got? Yeah, it's super easy. Uh, GreenBayDoulas.com. Oh, nice. And uh, <laughs> nice. if we're gonna go social media at Green Bay Doulas. Wherever you go, just look up Green Bay Doulas. Um, And if you forget, you can just search Doulas in Green Bay and my SEO will pop you over to Green Bay Doulas. Oh, that is a beautiful thing. Amazing. (laughs) Um, You know, otherwise you can always call us. Um, It is harder because we have like an office phone and women tend Mm -hmm. to go into labor. So email is probably the easiest um, and we'll set up a phone call. Okay. (laughs) You know, um, but our number is 920-246-0200. Um, or you can always email me. And it's just Emily at GreenBayDoulas.com. Awesome. Easy. So easy. So simple. Simple. <laughs> so simple. Try to make it easy. And then Facebook and Instagram. Or are you on one or the other or both? Facebook and Instagram. Um, LinkedIn as well. Um, okay. We're here. We, we also want to work with companies. How can we provide and be built into your wellness programs? You mm-hmm. know, let's, mm-hmm. let's make this better all the way around for everybody in yeah. our community. Yep. For, it's, it's for the people going through it. I love it. That's that's what we're about. And I love talking with other people that are all about that. It's it's awesome. Emily, thank you so much. This was great. It was super informative. So I I, I know other people are going to find it the same. So thank you very much. I really appreciate your time, Trevor. Thanks for having us on. For sure. And as always, guys, thank you for listening to the Green Bay Health Project podcast. And we will see you next time. If you would like more information about one of our guests or us at Movement Performance and Rehabilitation, just send us an email at info at mvmt-rehab.com. That's info at movement-rehab.com.